Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Highlands Podcast. This is episode eight. In fact, it's the final episode of our first season. This has been an incredible journey uh, to go alongside of you. Thank you to all of you who've been watching, listening, sharing, reviewing, engaging, asking questions. I'm so honored to be on this ride with you. Before we get started today, I have to shout out my shirt. Uh, This is an awesome basketball shirt with a Bible verse that says, enter his courts with praise. I'm Psalm 100, I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but shout out to Mayanik, our Yonel's pastor, for hooking me up with this shirt. Thank you. And uh, this is leading into our episode, our final episode on gratitude. Let's get started. Well, today we're talking about gratitude, and next week is Thanksgiving. Can you believe it already? 2023 is already gone, and we've got a lot of holidays ahead of us, and so uh, I hope you're ready for this. And its uh, I love Thanksgiving. I love November, mainly because it's my birthday month, but uh, I uh, like to tease my family that November is the best month. It's also my anniversary with Amy. Uh, we'll be celebrating eight years this year, and so she's probably upset right now that I mentioned my birthday before anniversary. I'm sorry, babe, but I really meant to mention my anniversary. First, but November is an awesome month, and it's our time to remind us of how good God is. And so today, we're going to share just a few moments of the importance of gratitude. And I'm going to share with you top the top five ways to show more gratitude. Now, we've been in a series here at the Highlands on uh, in our services called Growing in the Grind, and uh, I shared a couple of messages recently about uh, being content and stop comparing. And really, when you think about the root of discontentment and comparison, I believe the root is actually a lack of gratitude. When you think about uh, being discontent, what you're saying is, I don't like what I have, I need more, or I need different, or I need better. And really, we're showing a lack of gratitude. Think about when you're comparing. When you compare, when you are thinking about other what other people have, you're also reminding yourself that I am not grateful for all the things that I do have. And so gratitude is such an important part of who we are and how we process what God has given to us. Now, I mentioned on my shirt, uh, Psalm 100. Let's read that for just a, a moment. In Psalm 100, we read, let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Verse four, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. That's a powerful passage on Thanksgiving. In fact, it's a great chapter to read even before your Thanksgiving meal next week. And just to remind you and your family that everything we have is from God. So let's jump into this. I want to share with you just five easy ways to show more gratitude. Now, the first way is this, and and some of these might be a little bit interesting to you, maybe unfamiliar with for some of you, but I believe they're so important for us to share more gratitude. So here's the first way. Write out everything that you're thankful for. Now, this is a little ironic because I'm using a digital iPad, but I'm going to encourage you to get pen and paper or pencil and paper. Now, you're going to have to scour your house for those or your room for that, but here's what I'm asking you to do. Take a few moments. Take a sheet of paper, take a pen, take a pencil. Now, you may not have written anything in a long time, but it's okay. Let's let's remember our penmanship, but it's good to write out all the things that we're thankful for. In fact, do set a challenge, like do a two-minute timer of write everything that you're grateful for. And here's what it's going to do. It's actually going to be good for your heart because you're going to write out things. And you know what happens when you write out things? It takes time 
to think about it. So you begin taking some time to think through all the things that you're grateful for. And so I would encourage you to write out everything that you're thankful for. Now, because sometimes we, you know, maybe you're in that family tradition where you go around the room before you eat Thanksgiving and it takes forever. The food's getting cold. You're hungry. You're like, I want to go eat so I can watch more football. You know, that tradition where we like mentioned one thing and everyone mentions the same thing. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for health or whatever it is. But when you write out all the things, you begin to spend some time and you really think through and process, God, here's the things that I'm thankful for. I am thankful for my health. I am thankful for my family, but there's so many other things that God's done too for us that if we remember even this year, God has given us so many blessings. So write out everything that you're thankful for. Now, here's the second way that I believe you can show more gratitude. And that's this text, call, email, or here it is again, write a note to the people that you're thankful for. Now, you're going to see a theme here. I think writing things out is a lost art in today's digital world. But what happens when we write things out, it actually takes time. Now, think about even uh, scriptures when uh, they were writing out copies of the, the, the parchment paper and they were writing out copies of the scriptures back in the Old Testament days. They, they, didn't, they couldn't do control C and copy and then control V to paste it. They had to write it out with handwriting. They had to dip their quill and their pen into the ink and they had to write it out because it was this time uh, 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 practice that they were spending it. But what it was, it was giving them actually this deeper thirst for and gratitude of scriptures. It's the same thing when we write things out. Now, I know you have people that you're thankful for. It could be a parent. It could be a child. It could be a boss or a coach or a leader. It could be a mentor. It could be a grandparent, an uncle, extended family member, whatever it is. But we all have people that we're thankful for. Can you imagine what would happen to them if you wrote them a thank you note? Now, it's amazing to receive a handwritten note. It's I mean, remember, I don't know how old you are, but in high school, we used to write notes out on paper and fold them up. And, and let me tell you guys, I mean, if a girl gave you a handwritten note, like you were on cloud nine, it was amazing. You were like, I need to go to, you know, the bathroom. I need to get out of this classroom to read this note right now, because I am so interested in what is in this note. And when people receive a handwritten note from you now, especially with the digital way that we are, it just cuts through that clutter. Think about your own mail. When you get mail that's a form letter, you know, hi, first name, last name, like it doesn't really mean anything. But when you get a note that's handwritten in you, to you and your address and there's a note inside, it just means so much. In fact, I've really taken on this practice more recently. I, over the last month, I've probably written about 75 different uh, thank you cards and what it's done for me. And, and I, I hope that it's been encouraging to those that I've written them to, but it's been doing wonders for my heart because every time I'm writing to that particular person for whatever that thing is I'm thanking them for, it's actually caused me to pause and to say, God, thank you for this person, for what they mean to me and what they're doing for you and your kingdom. And it's an incredible practice that next year in my goals, I'm actually going to be doing more of that rhythm to, to write out thank you notes to people. And I believe that's another way to show more gratitude. Well, how about this? Number three, stop comparing and be more content. I mentioned that earlier a moment ago, but I think the lack of gratitude goes out, spills out to discontentment and to comparison. And I, I would encourage you to go back to a Growing in the Grind series and listen to those messages of, of stop comparing and being more content. I think those really are uh, impacting in, in this season of Thanksgiving because our gratitude is often tied to our possessions. And if we don't have very many possessions, then we're not very grateful. 
But the thinking is, well, God, give me more and I'll be more grateful. But we need to be grateful in what we have now. And so a way to show gratitude is to stop comparing and to be more content. Be grateful for what you do have. Be grateful that you have a roof over your head, that you have food uh, in your refrigerator, that you have friends and family around you, that you have blessings from God. Stop comparing and just be content with what God's given to you. Well, the fourth way that we're able to be more uh, grateful, and I think this is a really important one for us to remember and take just a moment discussing this, and that's this. I believe that if we're going to be grateful, we need to walk in joy. Walk in joy. Now, we uh, hear a lot about happiness. You know, go to, you know, Disneyland is known as the happiest place on earth, which, by the way, I know some two and three year olds that it's not the happiest place on earth. They're crying. Like, I actually don't think I've seen more people crying, both kids and adults, than at Disneyland. And it's usually they say it's the happiest place on earth. Why? Because of the surroundings. Happiness is dictated by our surroundings. And so if we're at a fun place, if we're having, you know, maybe a churro or if we're going to a ride or if we're getting into a, a parade or fireworks, then yeah, we're happy because of our circumstances. But joy is deeper. You see, happiness is this inter- is, uh, external feeling. Uh, I, I have a snack in my hand and I have fireworks to watch and I have a ride to go on. That's happiness because that's my surroundings. But joy is this internal decision. Joy is this decision that says, hey, my life might not be Disneyland, but I can still be joyful. Now, here's why this matters and when it, how it ties to gratitude. Because when we're grateful for whatever God has given to us, it doesn't matter really what we have. All that matters is that we are in God's hands. And so because of that, I don't need uh, the zip code or the place or the circumstances to dictate my happiness. I am joyful because I know that God is living through me and he's already given me the victory. Now think about this. Joy is important because when you read the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, happiness is not listed among the fruits of the Spirit because happiness is not a byproduct of of the Holy Spirit. It's just a byproduct of maybe our happenstance or maybe a surrounding or maybe the particular location that we're in. If you go on vacation, normally you're going to be happy because of the location you're in. But when you go home back to the dirty laundry, when you go back to the chores, when you go back to all of it, all of a sudden now your happiness begins to dwindle. But the fruit of the Spirit, in fact, the second fruit of the Spirit says love, joy, peace, those are from the Spirit. And so when we walk in joy, what we're saying is God It doesn't matter what my surroundings are. It doesn't matter if my life is resembling Disneyland right now. I am going to walk in joy, which means I am going to walk in your spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, then all of a sudden now we are walking in the light that God has called us to, and we're going to become more grateful. You see, you can go to Disneyland to find temporary happiness, but you've got to walk in the spirit to find eternal joy. And so let me encourage you. Maybe you're writing out things that you're thankful for. Maybe you're like, I've been comparing too much. I'm not content. But let me take you, let me take you to the next level. Walk in joy. And don't let circumstances. Now, you may go to Thanksgiving and you may not get the last drumstick or you may go uh, Black Friday shopping. Oh my goodness, that's a whole nother podcast. But you may go Black Friday shopping. You don't get that deal you want. Or, or maybe all of a sudden now things didn't go your way at work or in your family life or a number of other ways. But can you still find joy, which is eternal, not external? Because if you can, you're going to live a life of gratitude. So let me encourage you to walk in 
joy. Now, this other last thought I want to share with you about walking in gratitude, it, it's going to sound a little bit weird, but just hang with me. And the number five, the, the fifth way to find gratitude in our life is to investigate how other people live. Now, I know that sounds creepy, but hear, hear, hear me out for a moment. I believe that when we see how other people live perhaps around the world or maybe in another neighborhood, it actually brings uh, more gratitude in our life because we realize how blessed we really are. Uh, I spent uh, some time earlier this year in Malawi, Africa, and I remember uh, I went to, we were visiting the school and the, the headmaster or uh, headmistress, I think the, the school principal in their uh, vernacular was showing us around the school. And she was so proud of the campus. And, and it, was, it was great. They had, they had classrooms, they had fields, they, they had running water, which was big in that area of Malawi. And then she was uh, actually telling us the newest addition to the campus was, were these, were these uh, restrooms. And she was describing them like they were like royal restrooms, like gold handles on the toilets. And like, it was amazing. Like, and she was just going on and on how these restrooms were this. And, and she was just, and so I was like, all right, I want to go see these restrooms. So I, I go to the, to the restrooms, this really this little building that had a few different stalls. They were outside. And I looked in and uh, there was concrete on the floor and there was this, uh, this cover that, that had like a, a metal handle with a, a little, maybe a little glob of concrete that was over this hole. And I looked at it and I was like, what is this? And so I picked up that handle and well, that was the restroom. And she was so excited about this restroom because there was coverings over the hole. And I remember thinking, God, like, am I grateful for what you've given to me? Because we have running water, we have flushing toilets, but there are people around the world that, that they are just honored when there is a covering over the restroom. And I share that uh, not to bring any shame on us or condemnation, but I want us to know that there are people living around the world that truly don't have the blessings that you and I have. It's like the story I told recently in a, in a sermon in our services um, where this man took his son to a third world country to show him how people live. And he wanted his son to know that the blessings they had at home uh, is not the blessings of everywhere else. And he wanted to teach his son gratitude. And so he took his son to this, uh, to this area, show them the country, show them how people were living. And on the way home, on the flight, uh, the, the father was asking his son, well, son, what'd you learn? And so the son was like, dad, thank you so much for showing me uh, this. I am so grateful that you took me. And the dad was like, well, tell me why. What did you learn? And he said, dad, I realized that we only have one dog, but they have four dogs. And I realized that we only have a small area of land, but they have a huge horizon and our pool only goes to the back of the garden, but they have a creek that goes beyond the horizon. And dad, I can't believe how poor we really are. And the dad was just surprised because he realized that they really were blessed in that country more than they thought they were. And so let me encourage you. Uh, maybe you need to watch a Discovery Channel, or maybe you need to talk to a missionary. Maybe you need to, to go on YouTube and find some ways and avenues that people are living around the country, because what's going to do for you is you're going to be grateful for all of the blessings that God's given to you. Because let me tell you, every time you wash your hands, every time you flush the toilet, every time you open up a refrigerator, every time you use the microwave, you are blessed beyond measure and God has done some amazing things for you. And so I want to encourage you, be grateful for all that God's given to you. And in this season, not just the season of Thanksgiving, but yearly, we need to be grateful for God and be grateful for what he's done for us. And so my prayer and hope for you is this, 
that you would walk in gratitude and be so grateful for all the things that God's given to you. Well, I have a few listener questions that have come in that I want to answer quickly before we wrap up this first season of the Highlands podcast. And so let me get to these questions. One of the first questions that came in was, how can I teach my kids to be more grateful? How can I young family, teach them to be grateful. And I love this question because my parents, uh, I believe, did such a great job reminding me of all the blessings. And so some of the things I mentioned to you today is some of the things that my parents uh, uh, encouraged me to do. And even when I was younger, forced me to do. For example, whenever somebody would give me maybe a birthday gift or maybe just a nice, they did a nice thing for me, my parents always sat me down at the table and they said, here's a blank piece of paper. Here's a thank you card. You're going to write out a thank you card to them. And so that's a habit that I've kept now for for three, over three decades of, of trying to write more thank you cards. And so parents, I would encourage you when your child gets something nice from a family member or a friend that you would tell them and have them write out a note to them to thank them for that. I've done this with my own girls of, of when somebody does something nice for them, I'm like, okay, here's, here's a thank you card. You need to write a thank you card to express gratitude towards those people. The other thing, parents, I would encourage you to do as you're teaching your young ones to be more grateful is to every time that there's something unusual happens. Maybe you go to Disneyland, or maybe you're able to go on vacation, or maybe you go to the beach, or you do something unusual. Remind your kids that this is not the norm, that this is a blessing, that this is a gift from God that you as a family are able to do. We don't want to raise these entitled kids who think that they are just owed everything by the world. We want our kids to walk in gratitude. But the only way we're able to do that is by showing our kids that, hey, what is happening now is unusual. And so we need to be grateful to God for all that he's done. And so parents, let me encourage you, teach your kids gratitude and your your future uh, son-in-laws and daughters-in-laws are going to be grateful that you taught your kids how to be grateful. Because let me tell you, being married to an entitled person, high expectation person is no fun for anybody. And so we want to teach gratitude to our kids. I love this next question. And it actually made me think because I was, I hadn't thought about this perspective before, but the question came in was, is being a minimalist another way of being content? And I was thinking about that because when on the surface you think, well, if I'm a minimalist, then I'm content with little. But here's why I would challenge you and I would encourage you. Sometimes we make whatever it is our idol and our goal. So sometimes even minimalism can be this idol where we just maybe need one more thing to kind of finish the, 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 the display or we need one more thing to, to kind of set out that space that we're trying to be minimalist in. And so here's the, here's the thought. Whether you are a hoarder or a minimalist, the focus can often be on what I have or what I don't have. And so I would encourage you to be grateful in all that you do have, whether it's a minimalist hoarding, that's a whole nother animal. But sometimes we have this expectation that we need a lot of things to satisfy us or conversely, we're going to get rid of everything. And then in that is going to satisfy us. But the reality is only peace and joy through God is going to bring total satisfaction and contentment to us. So whether you have a little or a lot, whether you have a, a tiny home or a large home, find contentment, not in your surroundings, but find your joy in God through all that he's given to you, whether it's a lot or a little. In fact, let me encourage you that our last episode, we actually talked with two financial experts about this idea of how we can be generous and how we can be grateful for what God's given to us and trust him in our finances. And so if you're the minimalist watching, uh, let me encourage you, don't put your faith and trust in that, but be grateful for what God's given to you and that your faith is not, dis is, uh, is not dependent on our circumstances. My joy 
is not dependent on what I have or don't have. It is always and only through a relationship with Jesus. And then the final question we have is, how can I live out gratitude beyond the Thanksgiving season? Next week, you're going to hear a lot about uh, gratitude. You're going to hear people talking, maybe pastors preaching. You're going to talk about maybe as a family on Thanksgiving Day. But many times it's, it's kind of sad because we only think about gratitude like one time a year but we have 364 other days that we have so many things to be grateful for. So here's what I encourage you to do. I would encourage you to take one time a month and you would take five minutes, 10 minutes, put it on your calendar, put it in your reminders app on your phone, but you would take a moment and you would you would uh, exercise one of these tips. Maybe you write out a thank you note every month. Maybe you're going to write out what God's been doing in your life and you just want to make sure that you are uh, journaling or you're writing out blessings from God, but you're going to take a moment every month and you're going to remind yourself of how blessed you are. Here at the Highlands, we we take communion every month. And what we do on the first Sunday is we take a moment in our services, we eat the bread, we drink the juice, but it's a reminder of the sacrifices that Jesus has made for us. And taking a moment every month for gratitude is the same uh, concept that every single month in January, in March, in July, that we're like, God, I, I know it's not Thanksgiving right now, but I'm still grateful because Thanksgiving is all year long. And so I want to thank you uh, who have been watching, who've been listening, who've been sharing, who you've made this first season an incredible ride. I want to thank all of our production and thank those behind the cameras and the scenes putting everything together. This has been incredible. If you have uh, not, if you've missed an episode, we've done eight episodes. Now, if you miss an episode, go back. We, I want to also thank the guests. Uh, my daughter came on, Avery. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Jim. We had Mandy, our group's pastor, come on. My wife, Amy, came on for episode. I want to thank Ellie Kay. Uh, also Steve Tucker and Crystal for being on here as well. Thank you to all of our guests who served and who were uh, just hopefully putting some value into your life. I can't wait for the next season. Next season, we're going to kick off uh, in February and we're going to be launching, I'm launching a new book called Unhindered. It's a verse by verse devotional through the book of Acts. Our next episode, we're going to talk all about that. There are some amazing stories in the book of Acts. 2024 is going to be, I believe, a great year of growth for you and for the church as we dig deeper into the early church of what God did. I can't wait to share all those with you. I'll see you next year. Have a great Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the rest. I'll see you next year. God bless. Thanks again for being part of this Highlands podcast family. I'll see you soon. Have a great week. 